0: Pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. So we ran the open again.
1: <laughs> it's been a minute.
0: It's been just a few days, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's a good idea to run that open when it has been some time but when we're doing when we're into the 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 roll-off of doing a podcast every day I think it can be a bit much
1: (laughs) that's true like you wouldn't want to just listen to that over and over and over if you're ooh binging
0: right well but you know even if it's been a
1: binge our podcast I think they they say they do they say they do I love
0: that was that an eagle that just flew by probably I don't know. It had a white head on it. The last time we were were in the deep Rocky Mountains, the last time we saw, actually, we saw quite a few of them. And then I think we figured out they were, what were they? Ospreys? Something like that.
1: Oh, I don't know. We did see when we were down in, we saw a lot down in Southern Colorado. Um, That's true. But up here, there there are a lot of lookalikes that I get fooled by (laughs) all the time.
0: You know, I had not thought about that in a while. We were down, where were we? Near uh, Pagosa.
1: Your, yeah. Um, Pagosa, near, yeah. Yeah, near Yoray.
0: And we were out Yoray. exploring. We were heading out uh, a dirt road. We were, I mean, just way out in, in, in the middle of nothing, but but mountains, but we saw there were two eagles and they were standing on a fence post, yeah, two fence posts. And they took flight as we were driving, uh, approaching them in our Jeep. And, and one of them flew just, I mean, maybe 30 feet off the ground, but was following the road in front of us. And we literally were able to drive along with the (laughs) eagle flying in front of it. That was cool.
1: And then they started to rise and they did that really beautiful circular Mm -hmm. pattern where they sort of like Carry each other up on the on the what is that? Is that an updraft? Is that a is that a sure. heat thing? What updraft. Don't Why they not? like ride <laughs> ride thermals up or something?
0: But then we were in Homer, Alaska, down on the Ketchumack Bay, and the eagles were everywhere, just like seagulls. I that's mean, <laughs> yes, so no, that's want. True. want, want. <laughs> you can also yeah, well.
1: find them uh, plentifully at landfills in sure. Florida. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: they're special when you. Get <laughs> if you want to take and- the
1: kids to go see some mountain lions and. Uh, <laughs> Some eagles go find the landfill in Florida.
0: (laughs) Beautiful, though. And the website is kineticbelief.com. Is that it?
1: It is, or stephencanyon.com. I mean, they really all go to the same place.
0: Perfect. What should somebody do when they get to to the website? They should
1: sign up for the newsletter. They should send us a text at 844-844-0049. And just send us emails. Reach out. That's the the website's where it's all happening. So you're just going to get all your updates there um, when we finally plan a kinetic belief retreat, that Another will be one. that will be there. Yeah, um, we're we're getting back into swing of things. So,
0: yeah, and you know, I so many people are journaling. Speaking of in the swing of things, there are yeah uh, thousands of you that are journaling and yes. and just sending in all kinds of reports of success from doing the journaling and mm-hmm. many of you that we saw at the last uh, KB workshop down in Orlando. Are also having so many successes, and that's just uh, heartwarming, isn't it?
1: Oh, it is because you feel it makes you feel so connected, and I think that's a big part of as we grow and go as kinetic believers. That sense of connection and, um, and really, I was I almost said community, but to me, it's more like a family. Um, I feel like all the KBS out there are they're the family that I get to choose and. That's exciting. Well, if you don't
0: have one, there is a manifesting journal that is available on the website. And it is a 100-day manifesting kinetic belief law of attraction journal where I guide you through those 100 days. And you get to do all kinds of things that activate your kinetic belief to begin manifesting your best life.
1: That was a powerful time. I remember when you were writing that journal. It was just flowing. It was flowing so freely. And we were up here at that time. We were actually up here in the Rocky Mountains and the, the level of creativity and, and just spiritual awareness that was, that was flowing during that time was unlike anything I've ever felt. Um, it was such a special time.
0: Well, that followed a mad dash to get out away from the noise of the world, didn't it? We were like,
1: it was a calling really
0: bats out of heaven Heading into what? the Rockies, <laughs> what, it's like something in a hurry. What's, but it, we, like? What's we, it like? What's it like, Steve? We, it was just like that. <laughs> but we we ended up where we, we were in Taos, New Mexico, up in the mountains there. Yes. And uh, what? Yeah, it was just really a a very cr- spiritually creative time. The few months that we were we were there, we did some Rio Grande podcasts mm-hmm. and quite a few. and,
1: And something I learned from that time too is when in life, you know, when you sense that you're being called to do something, go, go as fast and as hard as you possibly can, because there's something waiting for you. Um, and for, you know, I know for you, Steve, it was, it was the, the time where you were, that journal was just pouring out of you.
0: Well, if you don't take off and if you don't go, you're going to hang around long enough to begin to reason yourself out of it mm. and come up with reasons why not to. Absolutely. And so you don't get around to it.
1: Isn't that it? Don't, mm-hmm. That's the key to life. Don't give yourself time to think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Just go. Especially if it's an unction from, higher, from your higher source. Yes. And that's kind of what I want to talk about okay. today. Yeah. Is what is an effective kinetic believer? Mm. What is somebody that is actually manifesting their best life? How do you do that? How, who, what is a KB? You know, is it just somebody that enjoys listening to the podcast or working in a journal? But what is it to be a, an effective kinetic believer? Because that's somebody that's highly spirited. It's someone that has a lot of energy, a lot of movement, like you're talking about to just go. Don't think about it. You're going because yeah. you've had an unction that leads to your best life that's going to manifest more of your genius of purpose. But in unity, with universal consciousness, in unity with spirit. And so, you know, there, there's unlimited power that's available to us when we become one with higher consciousness, when we transcend the, the lower egoic state of imaginations, the state of competition, of uh, that of human suffering. There is unlimited power available to succeed in anything that you put your hand to. It doesn't matter if you can imagine it and you're in your kinetic belief state of being, you can succeed at that regardless of what it is. Wow. So the power of mindful transcendence is within every human being. And we're all of the same stuff. I mean this doesn't just work for one person and not another. We're all created with the same ability. We are all of the same mind of higher consciousness, in fact. Now you may not use it, which is the case most of the time. You've got something that you know most people have something that they're just not using, which is by the way your right of being. I mean you have a right to do nothing. You have a right to lose you have a right to suffer. You all these things are rights. But nevertheless, the power of transformative consciousness, the mind of one, is within every single one of us right now.
1: You know, I like how you started this by saying, this is how we're going to be effective kinetic believers. Because it makes me think about when you go to the gym and... Uh, you know, there's somebody just sort of like flopping the weights around. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, it's so great that they're there and that they're doing swinging it. Swinging them. Yeah, swinging them. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's so good that yeah. you're attempting this, but, you know, it's it's you can be a, a kinetic believer, but then you can also be an effective kinetic believer. Mm. Um, you know, paying attention to all the right details of life that go into being a kinetic believer. Um, you know, Breaking it down, like you were just saying, in, into the relationship that we have with our creator and engaging and being, I love that word, unity. Being in unity with, with our creator and, and the universe. It's, it's all gonna swirl together to, to show us today how to do this.
0: Well, you know who is the most effective kinetic believer? The, the greatest example that we have of, of effectiveness as a KB is Jesus and I'm not talking about the religious uh, uh, example of Jesus, but the man Jesus, the the historical figure of Jesus, he credited all of his creative power to the awareness that he had and of a relationship that existed between himself and the term that he was using all the time, which he used the father, which he used actually interchangeably with that of God. And you can read about it. But he said in the book of John, for example, he said, "My father, the one that you say is your God." And then when he was speaking with um was a Samaritan woman, he explained his perception of God when he said, God is spirit. but you know something that's amazing is about this is that he didn't say that God is a spirit like you know, most religious circles would you know they point to. No, he said God is spirit. Mm. Now that's a fascinating thing, and it's totally different than God yes. being a spirit or wow. the you know the one. But no, he said God is spirit, and and he told that that woman there in the stories that God is not to be worshipped in some uh, particular place like Jerusalem or some special mountain. He said that. But that spirit, God, can be accessed or approached in spirit and in truth anywhere by anyone and at any time. Mm. Now, that's fascinating. Yes. Because I've spent um, a lot of time over the years with the... Well, we both have. I mean, we both spent so so much time with the indigenous people of America. Yeah. And, and I've learned from and shared with for example, the Blackfeet Natives of uh, northern Montana. And I've prayed with the Navajo and served families. Uh, we both have served families on the Shiprock Reservation in New Mexico for many, many years. And, and um, speaking for myself, I have learned from and shared insights while spending time with the Arapaho and and we were there on the uh, with the Shoshone native americans on the wind river reservation in wyoming and while the universal insights of of spirit of, of indigenous people is diverse you know they all have a a different just a slightly different take the different nations will have a different way of explaining spirit in the atmosphere spirit in animals spirit in nature around them each one each community has its own traditions but they each appropriate the truths of higher consciousness and in various traditions or traditions of, of men but even so there's several different characteristics of higher consciousness that stands out uniquely and with each one regardless of the community of spirituality that we've been involved with over the years It has been common to see the creative process of the universe as a bias. They all see that. And just like religions of the world, they they really see the creation as a bias or a desire of the creator or a form of desire, a thought, which is emanating from one source. And and the other thing is, and it's common among the indigenous to have a source of creation that is outwardly plural, not singular. In other words, they collectively believe that there is more than one involved in the expansive process. And even so, all things are unfolding from the first thought, from a first principle of creation. Yet we're all involved in the higher consciousness process of creation. So, and and the natives most would say, you know, it goes from father or mother or grandfather or grandmother. And we expand from the first, which is from source. Now, the plurality of that points to what we know to be true, that you and myself, all the KBs, every single living thing is part of the expansive process. And now we as human beings have an ability to imagine and then see, just like the creator, the first one, the first principle. So we become then actively a part of the process of creation by what we desire to see ourselves, which is a fascinating thing when you you consider that. So, Uh, The point of it being, the third part of this is the agents of creation are rarely thought of as human in religious circles. And so the traditions of ego or humans will attach the bias of creation with what is commonly referred to as a, well, with the the indigenous, they call it the wakan, meaning holy or animal-like. Uh, a coyote or raven, uh, there's the great white hair, or even as a, a forces of nature, the wind, or they would say even a breath. A friend of mine, um, and you'll remember, a Blackfoot medicine man named Climbing Bear said that the great spirit is not like a human being. He said he is a power. OK, he pointed, to the, he was standing, we were standing out there and he pointed to the largest mountain along the East Glacier Range where I found that rock that you're wearing <laughs> around your neck out yes. of a river in the shape of a heart. But he pointed up there and he said that it was, uh, we we're standing in Browning, Montana, and he said that great spirit is in that mountain, the one and only, the great spirit in the mountain. The power of the great spirit, but he pointed to, he said, is also in a cup of coffee. The great spirit is not an old man with a beard. He said the spirit of the grandparents is in the dogs that they were allowing to run free there on the res. And the great spirit is in all things, he went on to explain. So, But it's a fascin- it's fascinating that the concept of a permeating spirit of creation being in all things actually resembles the Elohim of the Jewish Genesis tradition, which is the plural form of Eloi. And Western religions usually mistranslate Elohim as God, as though the Spirit were singular. Now, the most important aspect of the uh, indigenous cosmic insights all of those universal visions is the agreeable collective conception of creation. And it was it was true among the Blackfeet in Montana. And we saw that down at Shiprock and, and on the Wind River Reservation yeah. in Wyoming. Creation is a living process. It's alive. It's here and it's now. And what's fascinating is that the quickening of creation results in a living cosmic universe in which a relationship exists between all things
1: because we've talked about it so much i'm sure that i'm not the only one other kb's out there are thinking about the god particle right now Mm -hmm. um because it's it's the the creative power it's the spirit that permeates all Mm -hmm. things and and attaches to our bias and so I feel like—is that what we're doing? Is are we receiving sort of a deeper, in, or you could even say, higher right.
0: understanding of the God particle? Absolutely, because what what in quantum mechanics the God particle pointed to is that the 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 substance of creation is permeating all things, which includes you and myself. Bias being responsible for the initial part of the expansive process of creation Mm. but then that is dwelling within us and so we too having a bias have the ability to call things that be not and see them come into manifestation so the the creators of spirit are our family this is what the this is what the indigenous say and the The spirit, the spirit is the grandparents, his parents. All of their creations are children who of necessity are also uh, the kindred relations. This is the, again, the expansive process of the belief of the indigenous, the expansive process of creation. So how is it? How is it that indigenous people from nations from around the world, from every corner of the planet, how is it that all of them would describe their unity with spirit in exactly the same way? Now, this is I've thought a lot about this. These ideas, they're not the results of book knowledge right. because they go back thousands of years. Yes. And so the Bible says that all have been giving a knowing. And I find that to be fascinating. In other words, spirit has imparted to you and myself and all the natives and peoples of the earth, this knowing there is an intrinsic knowledge of the spirit of our personal creator, and therefore revelation knowledge or insights regarding the permeating spirit of all of creation. And there are some things regarding transcendent wisdom, the substance of which is already within us. So it's natural to our experience to look to the stars with the sense of awe and wonderment. We have within each one of us a sense of belonging, and you just know that you know. You don't know how you know, but you just know. Maybe you've never been to a class that taught this. Maybe you don't even know how to read. You've never been given a book that talks about these traditions. But it's because we are all one, created from one mind, one source, and fashioned from out of the substance of one love.
1: This is making me, you know, we talk a lot about manifestation on the podcast here and which is such a powerful force in our lives. Um, And and this is one making me wonder if I've been getting, you know, sort of the cart before the horse, so to speak, Um, because we're really honing in today on, I guess you could call it relationship, you know, relationship with spirit, our unity with spirit and that feels like the ultimate priority in the thing that we're pursuing. Because I think a lot of times in life, you know, it's, it's easy to be sort of confronted all day with the things you don't have, the things that you need, the things that you're trying to achieve. And those can sort of take total precedence in our pursuits, our, our mindfulness of what we're pursuing. Um, and this is just making me wonder if instead of, you know, maybe, maybe the, the manifestation is, is really just a byproduct, a beautiful byproduct of being in unity with spirit.
0: Well, I think you just summed it all up. <laughs> <That's> exa- <laughs> yes. Amen, sister. <laughs> Absolutely. And that that is That's so funny. true, isn't it? Because I think we do get sidetracked longing for wanting something broken to be fixed mm-hmm. and and, and uh, yeah. just working through the so-called laundry list of have to do's. And I got to fix this and I need to change them. I need to fix this relationship. I got to get the boss to quit picking on me. I got to get some new tires for the car. I got to believe for that and manifest those new tires and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And we just keep working um, just in a minuscule way with all these details of life that we miss the big picture.
1: Yes, because it's just so beautiful the way you're describing this today, because you can see it, or I can see it. I mean, I, I, I probably think in visuals more than words. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I can just so clearly see everything flowing from the unity with spirit, everything flowing. Uh, and, you know, that the, it's a, this never ending, uh, just wellspring of life and sustenance and abundance. And, you know, you just described the the laundry list of things that we all sometimes get caught up in in life. And as you were just describing it, I felt exhausted, <laughs> right. you know, and, so and that's, that's, a, that's a red flag, right? Like if yes. you're worn out by manifesting, um, you know, this is the podcast today because, and this is really speaking to me as well. I mean, Knowing what to spend our focus on, what to spend our time on, what to spend our meditation time on, is going to be the key.
0: Yeah, the the endless game of whack-a-mole will wear you out. Yeah, and because you're not accomplishing anything, mm-hmm. you're chasing after the problem where the, rather than the solution. Yes. Jesus described the Father as being universal spirit, not a spirit, but spirit, working in all, through all, and for all. And he described the spirit as making the sun to shine and causing the rain to fall and and so as being the force the power behind nature and he said that as clothing the lilies of the field and causing the hair to grow on your heads and and so as being the one and only source of life like you're saying all things not just you know just the a solution for one yes and so the essence of spirit Of that of life, a substance that quickens and guides human beings to truth, therefore being the one and only intelligence. And I say, you know, one of the most fascinating things that Jesus said was that every person is a God. Yes. Because it is spirit which lives in them. Yes. He said in the book of John that you are gods now. It is the spirit that holds the earth on its axis and in its orbit in the spirit. That's the spirit that's in you. It is spirit that makes the sun rise, that sends the rain. And it's spirit that closed the lily better than Solomon was arrayed in in all of his glory. It's spirit that lives in man. And even so, there is only one power. There's only one life and only one intelligence. There's only one unity of all people in God. And Jesus, the man Jesus, the historic, the historical Jesus credited all of his power, all of his ability to conscious unity of mindfulness with this one spirit.
1: You know, a big part of this, uh, we we hear all the time, life is so fragile um, and you know, I'm thinking maybe it doesn't need to be, you know, maybe we can live a life of a surety and dominance and uh, standing in the sun at all times, because, you know, you just said spirit is the thing that keeps the world on its axis. Um, and so our relationship to spirit, it's going to be the thing that can uphold us if we choose for it to uh, through all things in life. And... Uh, I don't know exactly how to articulate what I'm thinking, but I guess I'm just, that phrase, life is fragile, popped into my mind and made me think, gosh, you know, maybe mm. maybe it really just doesn't need to be. For the
0: ego, it is fragile, right? But yeah. in, in one or connectedness with spirit, we don't have to be timid. There's no timidity in that. You can be recklessly, gloriously delighted in your abilities to have fun and adventure. Mm-hmm. Well, how did Jesus know what to do? He certainly wasn't timid. How did he know whom to do it with? What did Jesus get his insightful intelligence from? Well, he said, I and my father are one. I always do his will. So he wasn't timid. And he said that he always did the will of spirit, not the the spirit, but of spirit, of universal Mm -hmm. spirit that worked in and through him. He said in the book of John, I always do those things that please him. He said, I come not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. I seek not my own will, but the will of him and so on and so on. But he made it perfectly plain that it was because of this unity of mind with the father, didn't he, which we call cosmic consciousness, that the father could work through him because I will to do his will, said Jesus, my father and I act as one spirit and I act as one. And so it is not I that do the works, but the Father, Spirit, that works in me.
1: Wow. So, you know, here we are again needing to make sure that we're painting the the uh, correct picture of ourselves in our own mind, that we are un- we need to understand our true identity yet again is <laughs> <It's> happening. <laughs> Who am I? What's going uh,
0: go on? Go to page 44 <laughs> of your manifesting journal, Maggie.
1: Exactly. But, you know, seeing ourselves as... Uh, a god as a it's hard to even say it you know well because you're not the god you are a god you're not the spirit we are but to even elevate yourself in your own mind to that platform is something that you know you find yourself hesitating in which is so telling so telling about how we see ourselves in this world for eternity what the kind Mm -hmm. of being that we truly are um and kind of blows that wide open and says, okay, well, look, I guess I need to <laughs> redefine myself in my own, to, to myself.
0: Because it takes work to become consciously one with spirit. Yes. Because everything else is a contradiction. Right. When you When we wake up in the morning and open our eyes and put our feet on the floor and answer the phone, there's a call from a contradiction.
1: Yeah. We're swimming upstream all day, right.
0: every day. So Jesus was consciously mm-hmm. one with the one spirit. And so all All power in heaven and earth was at his service. He was aware that he had the authority of spirit. He was consciously one with the one life. And Jesus was doing what quantum mechanics, what science has now proven. And that is that all of us have the creative power to observe what we imagine to believe and change circumstances to align with our immovable beliefs. And so in alignment with the one Spirit, Jesus was able to transfigure His body. He could heal other people. And the Bible says that there went out from Him a virtue. A virtue is just a realization of truth. That's what virtue is. And it was that realization of truth that went out from Him, the knowledge of truth that set them free, that healed them all. Because He was consciously one with the one intelligence. And so all knowledge and universal wisdom were His.
1: I love how you began by really taking us through all the different um, spiritual practices throughout time and and the world. And you showed us that they're all based in the same sense and idea and concepts of spirit and connection to it and it permeating all things. And because that's historically you know, just a theme in the way that we're approaching things as as a human race and as spirits, I think it reveals more than ever that we are built to live this life, that we're built to live the way that you're describing. We're, we're meant for this. You know, we were actually, you know, constructed in a mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. to yeah. connect with, you know, to connect with spirit.
0: That's great. But think about it this way because you may be built to be an athlete but you're not doing what athletes do so uh, you're not constructing strengthening that which of you could be an athlete yeah we're all we're all developed to be successful at this but very few are choosing to do the work
1: right potential is not realization you have to put your hand to this thing
0: yeah now here's a point we need to be mindful of and it's that all that there is everything that was demonstrated in the life of Jesus, which transcends the ordinary, right? Which rises above that which is common. He said it was because of his cosmic consciousness. It was due to the unity of his mind and his will with the one spirit, with source, with creative consciousness. And it's a fascinating thing. Here was the man, Jesus, saying to those that knew him in the book of John, that he that sent me is true. And you don't know him, but I know him, he said. I know him and I continue in what he said. He said I can do nothing of myself but only what I see the Father only what I see spirit do as the spirit knows me even so I know this I know spirit. Now to know and this is fascinating to know means to be aware through observation. And the fascinating thing about observation is we see what we believe we see. In other words to each his own bias. To know spirit is to be conscious of spirit, to have my own consciousness so unified with the consciousness of spirit that what spirit knows, I know what spirit sees, I see and and what spirit does. I do that is to believe spirit that's to adhere to and rely upon one spirit jesus said my father is greater than i and i proceeded forth and came from spirit and if i unite with him in consciousness he's in me and i'm in him and he and i are one so here was jesus the prophet and he's declaring that this cosmic consciousness is the source of all of his power it wasn't him it was the oneness with source and not only that but he demonstrated and he revealed that it is perfect health both in his own person and by and healing other people and when he demonstrated perfection he said this is life eternal to no spirit well what was he doing he was operating in the power of kinetic belief he said that spirit gives perfect wisdom in other words spirit imparted knowledge which is virtue, which is received through alignment with one spirit. And he also said, the father loves the son and shows him all things. My judgment is true for I am not alone. He said, but I am the father, I and spirit. And he said to be one with spirit is abundance. To be one with spirit is wealth. In John 16, he said, all things that spirit that the father has is mine. All things. And he said again and again and again, and his creative power came. He said, my creative power came from conscious unity with spirit. He didn't say that God is only the spirit in him or only his father. But that that spirit, he said, that spirit is our spirit or your spirit too. And he said, one is your father and all of you are related. One is. One source, one spirit is your Father, and all of us are related. Now, one of the most historical recorded teachings of his, and and actually witnessed historically by a really large crowd of people, was something that was called the Sermon on the Mount. But he said, uh, regarding the source of all things, he said, it's your Father who feeds and cares for you. Be his children in mind and will as you are in fact. And that's what we're talking about isn't it
1: yes yes it is
0: quit paying attention to all these little details and just be one Mm -hmm. with source be mindful that you're one in unity with source
1: you know hallmark of of jesus of his interaction with others and of so many stories that we've heard is um a slowness a pause before speaking or or making decisions and that's repeated again and again And a moment ago, I found myself thinking, okay, well, what does this look like? You know, what does a life lived, connected to source at all times look like? And that was the first thing that sort of popped into my head, you know, because the world is a contradiction to the life we're trying to live as kinetic believers, it is going to require us to slow down a little bit and not be reactive and to constantly pause Mm -hmm. and, you know, remember things that we're talking about in this podcast right now at every turn, at every decision, at every conversation, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a life lived mindfully, and it's not the, it's not going to be a, this race um, of, of re- reacting to everything that, that sort of blows up in our face, you know, we have to be mindful of, of the connection to source before acting, before speaking.
0: Well, because we've also been trained up with so many negative reactions to life. Mm, And there's a knee-jerk response or reaction that comes from the ego state of being, which wants to protect and defend itself and compete with other people and to change them to get your way and, and manipulate and all those things. But like you were saying, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to say these things about ourselves, to think that we're actually worthy, <laughs> to think that we are created in the image of source, of yeah. spirit, because Jesus didn't say that we are we are demigods or that we are mere humans. No, he said that he is God and that we may be God too if we are willing. Mm. And it's that willing thing that's tough for us to, to climb the ladder of. But he said, he that wills to do the will of spirit shall know, Mm. shall enter the kingdom. He said, the works that I do, you shall do also and greater works than these shall you do. And so here was the prophet Jesus. And he's saying that the consciousness that he had is possible for all of us as kinetic believers. He said, so that they may all be one. And he affirms by speaking the highest viewpoints allowed in the 17th chapter of John. He said, As you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, they may be one in us. I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one. Wow. wow. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, here's, here's this first kinetic believer, mentally emerged and transfixed by one spirit. And he said, as he is, all of us can become. What the Bible actually says, as he is, so are we. So contrary to all of those religious traditions, Jesus himself made no claim to being any different from the rest of us, except as to the extent of his consciousness, his awareness, mindfulness. He was conscious of a relationship with spirit which the world knew nothing about and nothing about. And this relationship existed for every human being as well as it did for himself. And you know, it was, it was, and is available whenever the world recognizes it, anybody that recognizes it and enters into higher consciousness. So, Jesus t- he talked continuously about how it is that for any anybody to enter into this conscious unity with spirit, with higher consciousness, that it would save the world from sickness, from ignorance and poverty how this enlightenment will, will set apart hatred and prejudices and how transcending into unity with spirit would establish the kingdom of God. Jesus could imagine for, he could desire and pray for no greater good than that they might be one with spirit, even as he was one with spirit. And to be one with spirit is to be one with God. And to be one with spirit is to align with it so that our thoughts, that our life, our power, and our wisdom will come in this continuous inflow from higher consciousness, from spirit into our minds and into our bodies. This state of being literally, literally attracts and manifests the blessed life. Not because you're occupying a blessed life. The car is not the blessing. But it's because you've aligned with spirit and you are empowered to succeed at anything you desire. And that's an anointing. That is the, the uh, ability to be successful at anything that you put your hand to.
1: Wow. You know, you told me one time, um, you said you can't break habits. You can only replace them. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming so clear that as we pursue unity with spirit, it's going to replace the need To constantly think about what others, how others will react to us, and I think that's really beautiful. Because, for example, um, a moment ago when we sort of chuckled at saying "I'm I'm God" and how that was just sort of I sort of choked that out. (laughs) A god,
0: a god, a god, a god. I am a god.
1: Yeah, but but you know, sort of like choked that out. Like, oh, that was kind of difficult to even say. But why? Why was it difficult to say? Well, let's be real. Because the next thought in our head is, you know, what's uh, Mama and Dim <laughs> gonna yeah. say? What would they? How they? How would they react to me saying this? How will so and so react to me living this way? And what's so beautiful about this this teaching today of unity with Spirit is that. That's going to be the replacement factor. All of a sudden, we wake up every morning, going, "Well, what's it, what does spirit, what's spirit going to think about this? What is what does my creator have to say about mm-hmm. this?" You know, replacing the opinions of others—you can't just cut things out. That does not work because they because they hold a space. They hold a space mm-hmm. within us, mm-hmm. and so this enlightenment today that we're receiving this this word of wisdom today is, is gonna be so key in elevating above all of these things and finally breaking through to that other side where we do live this p- really pure life of wondering, what does my creator think? What, what does my relationship with spirit have to say about this thing? And the other doesn't even enter our consciousness.
0: Well, because there is one spirit, one essence of life, th- there is an interconnectedness with all life the sentient life, the life that dwells within. There is, according to Jesus and according to theoretical quantum mechanics, there is one creator responsible for the design of everything, as evidenced by the observational bias that <laughs> exploded into the spiraling universe. There's one spirit who has all the power that there is, all the life there is, and all the intelligence that there is. And this spirit has children. Who are also of the same substance as spirit itself, and who also have power to think independently and to separate themselves in consciousness from spirit now. Because we may have Mama and Dem and other people who've <laughs> separated themselves in consciousness from spirit, and so they're going to point a finger at you and say, Who do you think you are? You know, being one with spirit. And this is evidenced by the authority and the dominion that human beings were endued with. Yes. The children of spirit have the power to think independently. But now that means that there also exists the possibility of thinking erroneously, incorrectly, like we're talking about. And so if the children of spirit separates themselves in consciousness from God, the children fall into error and and outside of truth from the lower state of being, from the perspective of ego. And people can only view, they can only imagine an infinitesimal, just small Portion of the truth, of all there is, and of and of all that is good, and and so you know a person's life, Maggie, their power, their wisdom, all of that it diminishes in exact proportion to the extent of separation in consciousness from God, from Spirit, from higher consciousness. So all these accusers and that would want to show up and again, point that crooked finger at you and say, you know, come down off your your one consciousness, one self with source high horse. <laughs> they they just haven't embraced who they are. Of course.
1: Yes. And, and that's a beautiful perspective because that keeps us from uh, judgments, having negative thoughts, having toxic thoughts that can th- then turn on us and infiltrate and ruin what we're trying to do. So, you know, having that compassion when we do look around and see people who are maybe not uh, quite awakened yet um that's a huge part of this
0: well and it's like we always say what they think is what somebody thinks of me is none of my business yeah it's not yes <laughs> you spent the weekend you know I mind my own business who who's Megan she she's somebody she's I'm the one that minds my own business. Your business is none of my business.
1: <laughs> I mind my own business. I'm
0: minding my own bu- What's your secret to success?
1: Minding my own business.
0: Wow. Whoa. Yeah. That, that's a download from the universe, if there
1: ever was one. And, you know, we laugh, but at the same time, um, guess what? If you finally turn and look within, you're going to have your hands full. Hmm. <laughs> There's more than yeah, enough yes. um, work and thought and mindfulness mm-hmm. and growth that needs to be done in in my own garden, um, and we fi- and you don't get to start. That's the thing too. You don't even get to start growing and developing until you stop messing with other people. And you stop going, well, why did they do this? And why did they do that? And let me uh, psychoanalyze for a few more hours. Mm, that's um, good.
0: Yeah, because you're looking at the wrong place. Yeah. You're focusing your your creative attention toward a negative energetic. Absolutely. But Jesus was quickened when he looked within rather than at the problems and and, and, and all of the, the negative um, uh, conditions of the world. And he was quickened in his spirit and enlightened by higher consciousness. Because he looked around and and he found this world of people who had lost the consciousness of God, and because of the dumbness of the lower state of ego, which is it's ignorant, they had become afflicted with the most horrible diseases, and they had fallen into this vilest depths of destructive behaviors. At that time humans had sunk to the lowest, historically the lowest levels of poverty and suffering them. And Really, the world was in danger of just losing the essence of life itself. And so here he was right there in the middle of this dark, hopeless, lost, struggling world. And what did the one mind tell him to do? It was to give a demonstration of the possibilities of the abundant life, of living your best life through cosmic consciousness, through a conscious unity with spirit. And the world was, was limited by its sight and still is today in so many ways. So what he did was he demonstrated power over nature by calming a storm. He emanated food elements from what couldn't be seen from out of the atmosphere to feed a hungry multitude of people. And he demonstrated the power of life to heal the sick. He demonstrated the mind of spirit, that of cosmic wisdom, which is beyond the limited consciousness of human beings. He demonstrated wealth, Contrary to what the traditions of religion will tell you. He wasn't poor, by the way. I mean, in fact, he had so much wealth that he had this treasurer following him around carrying a box of all of his money. <laughs> That's not poverty. And he demonstrated creative power over death. Here was this transcendent uh, enlightened man teaching what he was doing to other people and doing what he was teaching, demonstrating it. And he told them how he did what he did and how anybody else could do absolutely the same thing and even greater things he said. So exactly how do we mindfully ascend into unity with higher consciousness? I want to do this, right? And so how? what is the mechanism here? Do we need to join a church to do this? If you're not in spirit, maybe you're thinking, "Well, maybe there's a TED talk I've missed somewhere along the way." What, what, what is? I missed
1: that TED talk. Yeah, what,
0: what do uh, I? What do I need to do?
1: I think I've only watched the one about like reading people's body language, which has been completely unhelpful.
0: What well, did you transcend?
1: <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I just got real. Has... I just got real paranoid talking to everyone. Like, where are their feet pointing? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Why are they blinking so much?
0: They're pointed toward the door. <laughs>
1: If they're talking to me, right, so, <laughs> right? Everyone's feet are pointing toward the exit when they talk to you. Oh, no. But this
0: is not actually difficult <laughs> at all, because the um, the Bible, which Jesus spoke the words of, says, and this is life eternal, to know God. Mm. Wow. Cosmic consciousness or conscious unity with eternal spirit can only be attained by a continuous and a sustained effort on our part, because it does take some work.
1: And and again, I, I love, I love, love, love this, Steve, because so much we're already, we're kinetic believers. We're already spending a huge amount of time being introspective, wanting to do the right thing, wanting to transcend. And so we have the time, we have the ability to do what you're saying. And so now it feels like our, our efforts are now going to be even more laser focused on the ultimate answer mm. on the thing that's going to give us peace and abundance and true wealth and wealth of of wisdom and and mindfulness and relationships you know it's i just love how we can hone this in on that one mm. focus of unity with spirit knowing and, tr- and trusting and believing that Everything else
0: is going to follow. Yeah, because KBS are doing the work. We're journaling. We yeah. we have the desire and the imagination. And we're speaking it and working our higher uh, uh, affirmations and mm-hmm. viewpoints and all of these things. Because it does require mental effort. The unveiling of higher consciousness comes through the effort, and it's this cognitive effort when it's trying to align with spirit, recognizing spirit, saying, "Okay, there is one. There is one spirit." Mm -hmm. recognition of that it constitutes prayer which is just thoughtfulness yes prayer is saying what spirit says affirming what your highest viewpoints are it's the affirmations that's prayer which is just all that is it's an effort of the human mind to become acquainted with god but listen very carefully prayer is not an effort to establish a relationship which does not already exist It is to fully comprehend and recognize a relationship which already does exist. A person just hasn't paid it any attention. Wow. Wow. Prayer, the mindful anticipation of the abundant life to manifest can have but one goal, and that is unity with spirit, oneness. Mm. It is through the unity of spirit that all all these other things which are abundantly warehoused by the universe, in the universe, are there for... the beckoning call of the one who's become one with spirit.
1: It seems as though this is also going to give us the ultimate sense of, of peace. And when the thing shows up, the thing that we've been desiring, the heart's desire finally shows up. This is also ensuring that we are ready for it and that it's going to show up with no anxiety, no strings attached, no negativity, um because we've made our unity with source a priority because if we're in and out of that unity and the heart's desire shows up we'll be in and out of negativity we'll be in and out of of this concept of source as it attaches to the thing that we've been desiring and so i love how this is going to ensure that it's not tainted that it's not watered down because you know who cares if you have the um the huge new house and all the new relationships if you're anxiety-ridden, if you can't find peace, if you can't seem to connect with your true identity and with true
0: source. Well, right, because all of those, that kind of success always comes with sorrow because it's, you still, we're dealing with the fruit of things rather than the root of it. Mm. And it's just wow. too, you can't do it. You cannot, you cannot itemize success and get there. But there is a broad stroke. Mm. In other words, a KB doesn't seek through affirmations. A KB does not seek through prayer to get health, to have peace and creative power or wealth or the big house or the new car, just singularly. We don't do it that way. We seek to be unified with God. Our work is to become one with source. Our work, our daily affirmations, our journaling, all of that is to be connected in unity with spirit. One with one, in one love. One love, one world unity with the essence of life, flourishing, health, peace, and all of the qualities and, and, and the attributes of that oneness become ours. And we are elevated and transcended to that place of, of our mind, body, and soul becoming uh, perfected, completion as it was originally intended to be.
1: Mm. You know, it's really beautiful, the concept of walking through the front door, but the, the key that opens the door is knowing your identity knowing who you are. There is this warehouse of Mm. abundance that houses everything we we could hope for or imagine, but knowing who we are is the key that's going to unlock Mm. it. You know, I just imagine there's a, I don't remember the movie, but I just saw the scene with where Jim Carrey's like breaking into some place and he, he does like all these crazy ninja moves. Like just to walk up to the front door, you know, he, de-
0: detective thing. Wasn't yeah. It?
1: Yeah. But he's yeah. just like rolling on the ground and like jumping up and doing, you know, jumping jacks. And then he finally gets to the door and he just sort of walks in. But, but that's what <laughs> but that's, he was prepared. But, he was great. but that I just saw myself doing that as a KB. like I'm doing all these crazy moves, like I'm, I'm going to manifest and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But really just, you know, I just need to wake up and know who I am and. Mm-hmm. i I need to recognize unity and just walk through the front door
0: yeah because when we are aligned in unity with spirit then health peace creative power wealth all of these things are ours without even asking Mm. there's no asking in it
1: they belong to us right
0: it's it's there yes i've thought a lot about what's called the intercessory prayer in the 17th chapter of john because here was Jesus, and he's one with spirit, and he was doing something for other people. And when we look in on that scene, let's just, you know, open it up. We walk through, we walk out there in the field. Here we are, standing there. We see over there, there's Jesus. And while he's interceding in spirit, actually asks nothing for people. Hmm. He's, he doesn't ask anything for them, except that they may be one in mind with God. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yes. So here here it is. This is the golden elevator that will lift anybody that chooses to get on board <laughs> high above elevator. the noises of the earth. <laughs> just push up.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm not going to any floor, just up, please. Because <laughs> this is the only thing that any person needs. Mm-hmm. And it is the one thing that all other things are contained within. Mm-hmm. Any person, any child of spirit that has full spiritual consciousness, has health has peace has power abundant wealth not because they ask for these things but because they have the things that they ask for that they're asking for you have those things yes. jesus continually taught everybody that was around him about the importance of prayer not the religious kind of prayer that we think of you know prayer is not what that you immediately think of not that's not what he's talking about But he was teaching about the importance of it. Um, His inner dialogue was his prayer that he had great reliance upon in in his daily life as a KB, as a kinetic believer. Every single day, his affirmations, going throughout the day, working on that inner dialogue, working on those, those impulses of thought, casting down negative things, negative imaginations, adhering to and relying upon source, upon spirit. There is so much written about his praying to his going away by himself to pray, to continuing all night in prayer. And we can actually see from his higher consciousness that he and his spirit, the one he called Father, were one. And he could only remain one in that miserable world around him by persistently and continuously affirming and reaffirming the fact of the truth. In other words, if he, if he ceased to remind himself and spirit Of who he is and who he was then he would have been weakened by his ego to become ineffective
1: and there it is ceaselessly Mm. reminding ourselves of who we are that's the life of a kb
0: that is what separates the wannabes from the bees (laughs) that (laughs) is it right there i want to be a bee don't we all want to be a bee instead of a want be? <laughs> but that's what, that's what yes. it is because a positive imagination when all hell seems to be breaking loose. It's optimistic happiness when mm-hmm. they tell you that it's getting worse. It's a knowing that all things are working together for good by advancing toward perfecting police, completion. It's the one with a conviction that spirit has an identity and it dwells within me. And this is what separates the few people who've transcended into higher consciousness from all of the others. Because to pray words aligned with life source will be in direct, like you're saying, contradiction going in the other direction to the objective consciousness, Mm. to the collective consciousness, to the news of the day. Opposite of what people around you are saying, opposite to what family's telling you, opposite to what they're saying in the office at work. It'll be a contradiction to the collective consciousness, Human beings appear to think and live and move and have their being entirely in themselves and of themselves, completely. Right. And what I mean by that is that their physical senses, they can't comprehend these things that we're talking about, Meg. They can't even begin to. And and they can't comprehend the existence of intelligent spirit. And so what happens is they deny the existence (laughs) of a God. Wow.
1: I just, I love when you start talking about something and it was a question, it's an answer to a question I was about to, to ask. I'm just sitting here laughing like, of course. Um, no, well, you know, because I was I was thinking, it. you know, it seems that, okay, um, we're, a big part of the success is going to be us acknowledging, yeah, that, you know, we're having this highly spiritual experience, but as physical beings, exactly what you're saying, and, and you know... Jesus took so many times out in the wilderness. We read about that all the time. You and I talk about forest bathing all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's it sounds like such a cute, sweet little term, but it, I think it's gonna be necessary. I think it's gonna be vital to the success of everything that you're telling us today.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because, the, well, it's the act of being closed-minded toward things you cannot see, that somebody can't see, that's in the ethereal. Mm-hmm. So I'm closed-minded. If I can't touch it or hear it or see it or whatever... Well, that's 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 actually natural by default, okay. So, but for those that are willing to pay attention to the medical metaphysical perceptions of reality, to the impulses of love, and to flourishing life, far more than anyone can think of or imagine, will be revealed to that one and revealed by spirit.
1: And I guess that's where what I'm wondering about as well. So, when we reach out and we pursue the metaphysical perspective that you're describing. Um, is that even possible to do in the middle of a chaotic, noisy uh, circumstance, environment that we find ourselves in? Do we have to get out? Do we have to go out and find peace, um, a peaceful surrounding to to even reach this point?
0: In a place of noise, you can operate by that which has been developed outside of the noise. So we develop in higher consciousness away from that so that we can mm operate effectively within that
1: wow so make sure i understand this correctly so we have to we do have to go out and find our moment so, Mm -hmm. so to speak in the wilderness of calm and peace so that we can center ourselves and and learn these things and and have these conversations and develop this unity but then that serves us later as we find ourselves maybe in a chaotic situation
0: if you play football, you don't wait until the game to train. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hopefully if not. If you're the center, don't you, you can't you can't wait until until the, yeah. the clock starts to go well, out and practice good. snapping the ball. Yeah. So you know God's not found by extending the outward mm. or objective consciousness either. That you can't find him looking outward. when we go out and we forest right. bathe like that, and we just take these walks in the forest. Looking around, you're not. That's not where we're going to find him. Mm-hmm. But we are exercising in the the inward ability to hear and see. Yes. The, the beyond the sentient evidence of the creative spirit is everywhere. I'm looking at, at these uh, trees and the snow capped mountains out the window right now. Mm-hmm. Evidence of spirit is all over the sky and <laughs> the wind blowing the leaves. I mean, you know, spirit is alive and there's evidence everywhere, <laughs> Yes, but spirit cannot be found in the evidence. Right. Jesus said, God is spirit. And those who approach him must approach him through their own spirits. Mm-hmm. I can't approach God by approaching the tree. I approach him in spirit. And so then to attain cosmic consciousness, higher consciousness, to become one with wisdom, which is knowledge, to align with spirit, the effort of positive prayer is the first thing to do and our our highest viewpoint affirmations our prayers activate our inner spirit not our ego but our authentic spirits and when we put out this call to positive action in gratitude for peace and acceptance into a peaceful union with the one mind of god our spirit begins the the process of uniting in a conscious union with higher consciousness
1: that's so powerful i love, I love how you described just then that you know take it, for example forest bathing that you're not approaching the tree hoping to find god in the tree um but it, but really you see now that okay it's just this really wonderful support system of spirit presence because they can't talk. <laughs> like how wonderful <laughs> to be surrounded by spirit um, that can't necessarily talk back and have an mm-hmm. effect on your consciousness and what you're trying to uh, achieve.
0: <laughs> yeah, but in that cleansing place, we're casting down all the negative energetics that we've been carrying along with them been exactly. heaped upon you by, well, by life. Yeah. And so we're cleansing and bathing in the midst of this spiritual presence of the essence of the one that's in life around us. Mm. And we're in that place. What are we doing? We're waiting for that call to action. We're waiting for that unction of spirit to guide mm. and direct us into a, a higher walk, a higher pathway to experience the natural life while we're here.
1: And that is a promise that that our creator has given us, that if we ask, we will receive. So we can know that if we truly approach unity of spirit with a, with a purity of of question or request or we're seeking something, we are guaranteed mm, yeah. to receive the answer, the Seek ultimate answer. Seek and you shall find. And that's yeah. the
0: huga space. That's the forest bathing. That's yeah. the going up into the mountain. Because here's what begins to happen in the natural. Mm-hmm. Because whenever the soul of a person that's been carrying all this negative baggage and all the arguments and disputes and drama, 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 all of that stuff, The personality of a person, when we can get away from that, seeking oneness with source, oneness with spirit, the personality of that person becomes captivated by the will of spirit.
1: Mm.
0: And it becomes a call to action. Now you know what to do. Now you know where to work, what to do about your marriage, what to say to your wayward child, who to give your dog to. You now know what to do. A person begins to act, and then those willful actions attract positive results. Only you yourself can will. And when you will, it's your entire personality that falls into action. You see, but it's action in alignment with your purpose that comes from an unction, from spirit, that gets positive results with with every discovery that we're willing to make about our authentic selves you have to be willing to look within you'll find more of the one spirit that awaits your command
1: wow yes uh
0: joseph taylor he received the the nobel prize in physics and he was you know partly responsible for the discovery of the the known binary pulsar And he did work on the the Big Bang Theory of the creation of the universe. But he said that a scientific discovery is also a religious discovery. There is no conflict between science and religion. Our knowledge of God is made larger with every discovery we make about the world. So the world around us, those forests and... Places that we can retreat to are tools for us. They're there for a purpose. It's not just to enjoy the scenery of it. No, it's we are equipped with everything that we will ever need to find unctions from one source, from unity with spirit that guides us into that perfect existence, that perfected life. Jesus was was absolutely scientific in establishing the first requirement for transcending into alignment with higher consciousness. When he said that one must to do the will of God, he said, you must to do the will of God, must to do the will of spirit, must to do the the will of life, of health and peace and the giver of all good things. And he plainly said that the power that he was demonstrating was activated by setting his mindfulness, setting his will to do the will of spirit. He said that he that wills to do the will of God shall know. Now, I you know, find that they're so fascinating because knowledge is wisdom and wisdom is virtue. It's just the ability to just know that you, you know something. I know so many things that I have no idea how I know it. <laughs> I mean, that has been that I do all the time. I just know. You don't know how you know it. You just know it. That is, and that kind of knowing is imparted knowledge from spirit. Yes. Which knows all things. There's nothing any more mysterious than that. And so to will, to do the will of the creator, to speak life rather than death, to do the things that promote peace, joy, happiness, with the gratitude of having already received your inheritance of these good things. This is the first step toward unity with spirit. And then the next was the prayer of faith, because faith is insight. That's all it is. Faith is insight. Faith is calling things that are not seen in the empirical realm around us as though they are there. And so the prayer of faith is clearly described in the Bible, in the book of Mark 11. um, Jesus said, whoever will say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and not doubt in their heart, but believe that the thing that he says will come to pass. He will have whatever it is that he says. So I say to you that whatever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it now and you will have it. You know, so that was the first recorded explanation of how kinetic belief works in the natural. Wow. But listen very, very carefully, everybody, because this is where so many religious people who are steeped in the traditions of men get trapped. An effective lifestyle to the willful rearrangement of circumstances in alignment with a person's highest expectations, the effective prayer of faith empowered by spirit cannot be offered twice for the same thing. In other words, as soon as you've asked, if you have real faith, if you're a kinetic believer and you're not double-minded and you're not doubting and being tossed around by reasonings and neighbors and people and things and news, and if you're not, and if you're filled with worry and doubt and fear and all those things, if you are willfully determined that you are willing to stand forever, having already received what you've put a spiritual demand on, then your prayer changes to an affirmation of possession And you'll never have to wait for long when you do that. You will see the manifestation. You will see it. And it will be fabulous when you see it because you're not. But as long as you're continuing to write for it and ask for it and believe it and and beg for it, it's because you haven't done the work of receiving it.
1: Well, and this is a very nuanced process that you're describing, too, especially if we've been sort of loosey-goosey with the way that we pray or ask for things or receive things and the way that we're manifesting, you know, relationship with with source um and so this is going to take if, if we haven't been doing this right already it's going to take some uh in some some changes some uh, spiritual awareness as we move forward um it's kind of like when you know you go on a diet and you're like man i'm not losing any weight and then you write down what you ate and you're like oh <laughs> dang it i see me i i got it now okay <laughs> You know, that's a huge part of this, that you think you're just doing everything so perfectly and so right, but there's just, it's, and it's not so much that we're doing it, you know, you don't want to say you're doing it wrong, but it's just bad information. It's bad habits. So even when we have the new information and we have this, the new concepts that we, that we really want to pursue and we, we want to live life this way and we want to manifest correctly um, the di- the desires there, but we still have to make sure we take all of these correct mm. steps and really rein ourselves in and keep those reins tight.
0: Rein ourselves in, narrow down the scope, right? Yes. Narrow down the inner dialogue. Mm-hmm. Quit saying all these things, babbling on and on. Yeah. Narrow it down. Get get it become very precise in it.
1: Well, and you you gave a wonderful analogy about this years ago, and and you said. Um, You know, it's like somebody coming up to you and saying, can you give me a ride home? And you say, well, yeah, I can. And they come up 30 seconds later, can you give me a ride home? Well, I just said that I would. And then, you know, the 10th time, you're getting a little irritated. Like, you know, goodness gracious, man, I already said that I would. But that's, that's a great overlay for our relationship with the universe and spirit and source is, you know... We know what we know. We know that it's there. We know that it's it belongs to us.
0: Well, that person asking for the ride home—they're not listening, are they? All they're hearing is what is their request. They keep hearing themselves talk and talk and talk, and they they haven't done the work of getting away from the noise of doubt and fear to just listen to the promise, listen to what's been given, mm. having to what's been given, h- listen to what's been given, having having will to do the will of higher consciousness with that of spirit, and having asked God to receive all of your being into alignment with spirit. I'm telling you at that point there's nothing left for anyone to say but I and God are one <laughs> now that's a narrow scope <laughs> I and God are one
1: but it's it's a narrow scope and it, it's as if you're you know passing through this tiny, a minuscule pinpoint portal only to be dumped out on the other side and the, the whole universe is at your feet. Right.
0: But it's so simple. Most people miss it. Yeah. That's the, the complexity of simplicity. In other words, I, I, uh, mm. I mean, it's just, this is missed by most people because that a prayer of faith when spoken becomes an affirmation of possession Yes. That's all it is. In other words, I cannot continue to pray for something when I believe that I have received it. I and God are one. Mm-hmm. Now, all that's left to do now is to be grateful and thankful that it's mine. Yeah. Simple. Because manifesting, is a, it's a very real process. And if you want a great life, if you want a life that's just filled with grand adventure and love and laughter, positivity, prosperity, great friends wonderful opportunity, lots of choices and a platform for the gift of your purpose. If you want that, the process of a kinetic believer is to first be mindful to do the will of spirit and then pray and affirm that you may be one with spirit and then affirm to say, mm-hmm. I and God are one. I am one with God. And when you've definitely established in your consciousness, the fact of your unity with spirit. Then open up your journal, draw out your articles of faith, stand on your desires for health and peace and power and wealth from this fact, and affirm those in gratitude. Otherwise, you're not, you're just not going to manifest them. Because it's the present tense moment of possession that manifests. Mm. And because here's where most people just miss this. Um, even though the universe is filled with this abundance of perfection, and it has your name on it, by the way, that's included in the tacit of your unity with God. Even though this is eternally true, the truth of this fact, it may not bring all the benefits to your mindful awareness, You know, your awareness of that, your ability to see through all the, the smoke and, and the screens and the, and the veils. Actually, when the followers came to Jesus asking him to teach them to pray, he said, okay, here's how you do it he said pray this way just say spirit's kingdom come <laughs> well, amen, <laughs> amen. <laughs> when anybody says that <laughs> <The end. laughs> you've you have asked for all there is mm. yes nothing missing nothing broken nothing left outside of that spirit's kingdom come wow because in the kingdom of God, no one would be without food. No one would be sick. There's no nobody suffering any kind of evil there. No one would have any need, like you were saying earlier, whatsoever. All things are included in, the, in that prayer in order to make the thing asked for more clear to the understanding. All things, all good things. So the general affirmation of unity with spirit is, isn't sufficiently precise enough to manifest health, peace, and power, and wealth. So that's how he taught to do it. And that's simply because we don't clearly understand that. Now watch this, that everything's included in becoming unified with spirit. Every person is a spirit having a natural experience. And it's the natural experience that just gets in the way and clouds everything up of the perfected child of God spirit that already possesses all there is. And so the delusion is, is that I'm, I'm sick and I'm afraid and I'm fearful and I'm tormented. I am a victim of the circumstances.
1: Well, and the theme, I love the, the theme that you've provoked here of, of simplicity, because that also tells us the alternative that when things start to feel complicated in our spiritual growth in our transcendence that we're off course um there's this really i saw this thing on instagram and it was just a clip from i guess a tv show but this girl was having a nightmare and in the nightmare all these girls in like these little yogi outfits came out of all the closets in her room they were like love yourself love yourself <laughs> like hundreds of them just like crawling all over the place that's
0: a good start <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's but it's so funny because you know and, and it is because of social media it is because of, of the internet and you know there's, there's so many ways to receive information now. I think we have this overabundance of advice and an mm-hmm. overabundance of people mm-hmm. telling us what we should be doing. Um, and that's that's incredibly dangerous because first of all, it makes you feel completely overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You don't know where to go next. Um, it's information overload. It's not to say that's bad information. It's just way too much. And so, oh, I just feel. The deep breath and the mm. relaxation and the inner indwelling peace that mm. comes from simplifying everything down to unity with spirit.
0: Right. It's not how many candles do I need to light? Right. What do, what do I need to do next? You how many
1: chants? How many really
0: works and all these things. Yeah, exactly. No, but we must still, we, we've got to be definite. And we have to be specific in our understanding of the fact that our unity with spirit is all that's required. Yes. Because the mind of God was in Jesus. And that's what he told everybody. I mean, he didn't make any, he, he just, that's, that was his ministry at the time. He made a point to let everybody know that the mind of God was in him. And he said, I and my Father are one. How complicated is that? Well, it might be to, to the one trying to reason it out. But now, as good as that is, the problem is it doesn't communicate the idea to the postmodern person. There's just enough information to determine the distinctiveness of Jesus. So a better interpretation might be this. There is one higher consciousness, and I am one with that higher consciousness. Well, that's a little better, but it's still kind of awkward, isn't it? So, okay, even better than that. He said, there is one mind and I am that mind. Now, that's probably the most clear and concise statement of fact. And today it would be difficult to actually, I think, put it any more precise than that. There is one mind. You know, when I say that, I think the one intelligence that quantum physics has demonstrated permeates all things. It's inhabiting all things, giving shape and function and purpose to all things. One intelligence, there is one mind, proven as a fact. There is one mind in this universe. So I fix my mindfulness on this one mind so that it seems to me that I can see and feel it. In the woods, I can see and feel it. When I'm walking through the forest with you or alone, I can see and feel it. When I'm standing in line at the grocery store last night, I can see it and feel it. When I I awaken in the middle of the night, I fix my mindfulness on it until I can see it and feel it. And then when I'm keenly aware of the universal one mind, I say, I am that mind. It is that mind which is speaking when I speak, which is acting when I act. I am that mind, and it will tell me what to think when I get down there. It will show me where to go when I'm on my way. Because it takes affirming and reaffirming as a KB to get this fact fixed into the ego consciousness. But I'm telling you, it's worth the time and effort, isn't it? But it takes the repetition of willfulness because I'm overcoming adversity. We get up every day to overcome stuff, to ignore things, to cast it down and say that's not true, that's not real, that's not lasting, that's not eternal. I'm casting down all that negative stuff and I'm denying the inner dialogue that wants to attach itself to me and the inner voice that's negative and condemning. It would be more than worth it if I actually did what Jesus did. And if circumstances in my life, I'm telling you, if they were negative enough and stubborn enough, I should just go into the desert to fast and meditate for 40 days on the fact that I am that mind. Somewhere outside of Sedona, Arizona, there I am. 40 days in the desert, I am that mind. Whatever it takes all of my journaling, speaking aloud, my highest viewpoint affirmations, anything, so that I can inhabit a state of full consciousness of my unity with spirit. Because it's then that I will have entered the kingdom. There is one mind, and I am that mind. I mean, speak it continuously. And when you say it, do your best to comprehend exactly what that means when you're saying it because every, everybody should speak in this manner. It's eternal mind, eternal spirit, eternal power, eternal life. All things are yours and all things are possible for you to manifest when you once and for all deal with the lie, the idea of being separate from your Creator, separate from your genius of purpose. The words you speak will be with power and with authority and you will speak as the one having authority. You will actively demonstrate healing where good health is desired, power where circumstances need to change, wealth in the midst of poverty, and the knowledge of wisdom, when the mindfulness that you are the eternal one that has transcended to complete possession of your thoughts, both the objective and subjective, there is but one universal creative truth, and the knowledge of this truth will set you free. Free from every encumbrance. If you're a human being, you have the ability created within you, within you to do this, and it's solely up to you to make this happen. The only thing that's required is the presence of faith while affirming your desire to fully manifest the will of Spirit into your life. You do this, and God will do the rest let's work on some highest viewpoints mm. yes just say aloud say the delight of my creativity
1: the delight of my creativity
0: flows into all my endeavors flows
1: into all my endeavors
0: the joy of my creativity the
1: joy of my creativity is my
0: inspiration it's
1: my inspiration
0: inspiration
1: inspiration is
0: original to me <laughs> it's
1: original to me
0: <laughs> and my imagination
1: and my imagination is
0: abundant abundant with optimistic creativity
1: and with optimistic creativity I
0: am one with spirit
1: I am one with spirit I am
0: one mind with spirit
1: I am one mind with spirit
0: the positive forces in my life
1: the positive forces in my life
0: inspires me to live my best life
1: inspires me to live my best life
0: I'm aware of my abundance Abundant supply of genius.
1: I'm aware of my abundant supply of genius.
0: I'm so inspired. I'm so inspired. By the beauty in my life.
1: By the beauty in my life.
0: And all that makes me different.
1: And all that makes me different. And guess what? Hey, guess what?
0: I'm enjoying.
1: I'm enjoying.
0: My unique creativity. My
1: unique creativity.
0: I'm so grateful for that.
1: I'm so grateful for that.
0: I awaken the original in me.
1: I mm, I awaken the original in me
0: by aligning myself
1: by aligning myself with
0: source with source and receiving and believing
1: and receiving and believing for
0: new and fresh ideas for new
1: and fresh ideas every day every single day
0: and so my advancing mind body and soul
1: my advancing mind body and soul
0: is in alignment with my creativity
1: it's in alignment with my creativity and i
0: imagine to be successful and i
1: imagine to be successful and
0: positive in all of my thoughts and
1: po- positive in all of my
0: thoughts and guess what else
1: and <laughs> guess what else?
0: I am a gift to this world.
1: Hey, I'm a gift to this world
0: through my creative passions,
1: Through my creative passions,
0: because I no longer compete
1: because I no longer compete. I just simply, I just simply quietly, quietly, respectfully,
0: respectfully,
1: respectfully, create, create. Wow. What a fun podcast this was today, Steve. You know, wasn't it fun? I mean, just that's that's the word. (laughs) I just feel euphoric. I want to go for a bike ride.
0: Let's do that.
1: Yeah, the sun's out, the sky's blue. I'll
0: tell you what, if you get that wind behind your back, you will get there in a hurry. (laughs) That's
1: true, that's true. We talked a lot about the journal today, so if you do want to check that out, you can do that at stevencanyon.com or kineticbelief.com, either one. And we'll be back at the mics in just a few days.
0: Yeah, sending out so much love and light to all you KB creatives all around the world.
1: Yeah, and thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom.
0: bye